Happy holiday hangover, everyone. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside bum. Oh, this is this is going to be our Jordan flu game, guys. No one feels good. I got a headache uh, still. Johnny, you okay? Johnny, I feel like yeah, you might we, be okay. We've had worst. Come on. We'll be fine. Uh, shout out to Spags for dropping in the chat like at 7 o'clock and at night, like two hours before the show to get that first. Early bird gets the worm. I love it. Uh, well, I thought we was going to have trouble at first because I was getting some of Johnny's Telemundo internet like two minutes before. We all are, when, I think. And I, and my, my laptop isn't even Wi-Fi. It's, it's hardwired into my, into my router. So I was like, well, is Comcast going out right now? Like, this is not a good time for, for any of the shit to go down. And, but You sound good Johnny, now. You look good now. Yeah. Let's hope, Johnny, you know, we don't have a repeat of last week and – we hope that everything everything works this I week. Know you, I know you guys missed me, so I'm back. We did miss you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Jimbo and Richie. They held it down for, but we definitely missed you. I had to, I had to beat them yeah, they, by they myself on trivia. Yeah, good job. I, I was so mad because I knew a lot of those answers like right away, or a lot of those questions right away. And I was just like, fuck, I could have, I could have helped you out on this. So everything about it, I mean, I had, I had soccer you know takes on and well too and whatever a whole new week let's go boys well with we we were powering through this this show tonight i was really ready to take a day off but we don't no, no day hashtag no days off so no days off we, we are gonna we're gonna power through the show we don't know what kind of content material we're gonna try to entertain people for an hour um we'll see we'll see what happens because I had a very rough weekend. Um, Can I just start off with your with my yeah. bum of the week? If Jason just subjecting your whole family to Malort, I, I like, and it was like multiple days, multiple days was, of tweets. It was a very, I gave my mom Malort. Malort miss. It was a yeah. And don't so, get me wrong, I like Malort, but feeding it to your elders, you know, like if it's your parents or aunts and uncles or people that are older, that's just that's criminal. So, we you know we did. F- Three days in a row. So we did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had three Christmases in a row with for fam- different families and stuff. Uh, and on Friday's get together, there's a lot of the youths that come now. There's you know, a lot of the kids are you know early twenties or in college. I got another cousin who's a senior in high school and she's going to to U of I. So we I was drinking bourbon that night i had a i had a nice little bourbon county stout and then um you know i I switched to i switched to some bourbon doing some old fashions and i don't know how the topic got brought up but it was like all right let's you like have you kids ever like had malort before and they never had so i went and grabbed the bottle of malort and grabbed the shot glass and i was saying mary malort miss and passing it out and some of the some of the kids didn't want to do it. They were just like, "Oh, I heard about Malort." Like, no, no, no. And then my, you know, my seventy-two-year-old mother. She's like, "I'll try it." Hell so yeah. I gave it, and she and she, she's never had Malort in her life. She takes it and she goes, "It's not, it's not too bad." My mom <laughs> took it like a champ. Like it's like it's like her bathroom potpourri. No big deal. Yeah. Then I then I finally peer pressured my. The, the high school senior cousin into doing a shot of Malort. I was like, listen, <laughs> you, if you you're just... going to go to U of, if you're going to go to U of I, you have to be prepared to 
not only handle the peer pressure, but you gotta be able to take a shot at Malor because there's gonna be a lot of drinking at U of I. So she she did a little thing, and I feel like she almost ran and threw up with it. <laughs> he was he was not ready for it. Um, but I don't know yeah, how much I, you want to admit about this on the on a public forum of just giving yeah. underage people drinks, <laughs> just <laughs> broadcasting it to the world. Allegedly, just keep going. Allegedly, yeah, yeah, allegedly. Um, but yeah, and then it turned to couple shots of Malort and I felt like absolute death uh Friday or Saturday morning I didn't and I still had to get up and cook and clean for Christmas Eve that night um yeah it I, I felt like shit man and yeah. then you did it again bourbon, bourbon on and, Sunday yeah, bourbon and Malort bourbon and Malort do not mix and then uh yeah Christmas Day comes along and it turned into another Mary Malort miss with my other cousin who goes who's a senior now in, in college and thank you. She can drink. She can, she's old enough to drink now. <laughs> Good job. And she never had Malort and she did it for the first time. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Christmas Eve is usually when we celebrate like as a Mexican household, you know, we all celebrate together. We went to my parents, obviously I had the kids, the wife. So I took it easy on Christmas Eve, Christmas day. We opened gifts at my place. Then my parents came over for dinner later. So I had nowhere to go. I went stupid, basically trying each and every one of these goddamn bottles behind me. And then for some reason, I thought, oh, I'm having dinner. Let me do something fancy and, and open a bottle of red wine. Baloney doesn't do red wine at all. I had such a, the biggest fucking headache. I don't know how people drink wine. I, maybe I'm a wine lightweight. I'm a noob, if you will. Wine stinks. That's not for me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, on Sunday, after we had my busted out the Malort, I was drinking wine all day. That So, wine in Malort is not a... I'm not doing pleasant. wine and bourbon. Like, I'm sticking to my whiskey from now on. No more yeah. mixing shit. Because, yeah, like I said, now we're all hungover Monday night, basically. But I'm back no, on the it, wagon. It, Oh, good for you. I am. I am not drinking until I am not drinking until New Year's Eve, and I think I might have overdone it for the past month because it's nine oh seven p.m. right now, and I'm starting to get a headache. So, I, I think, uh, I think oh, the that withdrawals could be all ages are well too. Yeah, you're going through withdrawals. You're getting the shakes. Be, it could be high blood pressure and meat yeah, old age, but I haven't drank anything today, and now I'm starting to get a headache at this time. So. I don't know. Dry January is going to be a challenge for me, but I got to get I got to get through this week and get through the weekend of, and 108 day. I will drink on 108 day, even though even God though I'm right, really dry Hell January. Yeah. Um, I will be that'll be my cheat day. Uh, 108 108 day. So yeah, um, thank you to everyone who joined us and the Festivist show last Thursday. You know, Peter, we had a you had a very good uh, video phone in that was. Anytime, anytime you can rag on my sock summer it's always good i mean that's material. the low-hanging fruit so i, I yeah. mean shout out my sock summer he's a good sport about it i bust his balls all the time as the rest of the internet does but he could take it um dude i was checking the weather all goddamn week i text you guys monday tuesday wednesday i didn't want to miss it I, I i like i had fomo up the ass you guys held it down you guys did great um i was i was in my truck kind of like I had it on Bluetooth and my work truck, so I was listening the whole time, but I couldn't see, obviously. I'm snowplowing. Pretty fucking dangerous. 
So finally, during like halftime, r- right when you took your mask off, Jason, was when I logged in on the YouTube and watched you take the mask off. And that's when I commented, like, commit to the bit or whatever. But I missed, hot, most, I missed most of it, but you guys did awesome. So, so shout out to you guys for holding it down. I had to s- submit a video because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to just miss out completely. And credit to those guys for, I, I told Cherizi, I was like, if the video sucks, don't play it. Like, if you guys think you could use it, use it, but no hard feelings. Um, so, yeah, man, you guys did a great job. I'm happy and proud of both of you. And Missy's going in and out on, on Mop Break. So, shout out. Go go clean them floors. Dude, make sure good you job, get that Missy. money. Yeah. So, everyone else, besides you guys, hope you had a good Christmas. Uh, spend it with time, family, and ate all the food and everything. Um, mm-hmm. It was good. It was a good time, man. So, but unlike, uh, it was it was cold. I want to talk some cold here in a couple minutes here. But, uh Bears game. Let's just talk. Just let's get the Bears knocked out. Let's first. Get it out let's, of the way. Just get out of the way. Get it out of the way because we got some fun stuff later on. But um, Bears lost. Texans won. So now there could be a chance we get the number one pick. That's, that's only. That's basically that's what I wanted news. to talk about. That was like my first talking point. Is like I wrote it down. The Texans and goddamn Lovey Smith and his pride and his ego and you know he's too dumb enough to just tank. I know we've, we've, we've all known Lovey. He's too proud of a man to do that. Uh, the Texans have versus Jacksonville Jaguars and a- Indianapolis Colts. One of those two games, they could easily win. They've been in a lot of these games in the last couple of weeks. They, they were close. It was like uh, they, they held Dallas to, like, they lost by, like, three points to Dallas. And they took Kansas City to overtime. And then they won this week against T- Tennessee. They've been in these games. If they win one more, I'm in for the tank, man. I had a question written down for you guys. It was like, will you, do, would you consider resting Justin Fields' shoulder, quote-unquote, and you know, keeping him healthy for the rest of the year and embrace the tank for that number one pick? Yeah. Um, if, now at this point, since we're one game apart, rest Justin Fields. I mean, he's getting – you obviously see that he's getting beat up more than he should. And – I think we've seen what we can from him to know that he's going to be the QB he's the guy. going forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the cold and – I mean, maybe if you're playing indoors, like what the game in Minnesota – are the next two games, are they on the road? So, I mean, you're indoors, so, I mean, you could play them, but I, AstroTurf is some shitty field. Get hurt well, I saw easily, some. So. I saw someone arguing that like if Claypool comes back, maybe you play Justin Fields to get that repertoire. Yeah. You know, they haven't really played together and stuff like that. But realistically, Claypool might be what eighty percent even. Like at that point, rest both of them. You know, get you have the whole off season to get acclimated together. Uh, I'm in, I'm in for the tank. I'm in for Peterman as a starting quarterback because we know Justin Fields is the guy, and we I don't want to see him taking any more unnecessary hits. And it seemed like this Bills game, credit to Luke Getze, I, we keep talking about him wanting to get Justin Fields killed. They really scaled back on the design runs and the you know plays where the, you have Justin Fields run, and rightfully so. You don't you don't want to get him killed at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. So I'm cool. I'm cool with the tank. I'm cool with hopefully the Texans went out and then you could really do some damage with that number one pick because there's a I'm looking at the list of teams that like really need a, a starting quarterback. You know, the the Carolinas, Carolinas of the world. Who knows what Denver is going through? Obviously, they got Russell forever the next 10 years or whatever. But there's so many teams that maybe Seattle's looking. There's a lot of teams looking for a quarterback. 
And you could really parlay that for a King's Ransom if you get the number one pick. And even if yep. the second pick, but you want to kind of beat Houston out because Houston's going to be one of these teams needing a quarterback. To me, it just doesn't make any sense for even to play them at all. I mean, they're what they're three and whatever. Like, what's the point of playing them? Like, you want to build. Yes, I understand that you want to continue, you know, giving him more reps and whatever, but there's no receivers to throw. The office and life stinks. I mean, what's like at, at this point, like, yeah, I would definitely go for the tank as well, too, because we could definitely get more uh, draft picks out of it. Um, and I agree. I mean, there's really nothing to play for at this point other than obviously to, to continue to lose. I mean, if I mean, yeah, we, we got the Vikings and one now. And I mean, if you put them in there, I think the Vikings are, are, are such a um, not to get off subject here, but I just think the Vikings are such a fraud of a pretenders. Team. Dude, they're the yeah, they're just pretenders. I just don't biggest think pretenders. It, it, yeah, and I'm not saying that the Bears would win even if they put Justin Fields in there, but there's a possibility that they would. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think that th- that team scares me at all, regardless of whatever the record is or their luck. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely not start him because you don't want to risk any more injury with him. I mean, he's got it beat up pretty much all season, uh, getting sacked and running for his life. Uh, there's, Like I said, this kind of reminds me if you're setting yourself up for that whole, like, I know it's a different sport and whatnot, but like when Derek Rose was, you know, in for those two minutes and they were up by whatever a playoff game and all of a sudden Tom he got Thibodeau. injured. I know, yes, yeah. you could get injured in any game whatsoever, but Tom Thibodeau, he just like left them in there. I don't know why. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't start Justin Fields. Yeah. Brian S is saying if he wants to play, you let him play. But at some point you got to protect him from himself. You know, we're seeing the same thing with Tua and I'm going to talk about that during my bum of the week because uh, it's definitely not going to be Tua, but it's going to be the Miami Dolphins. Um, sometimes their pride gets in the way. And, dude, if he's got a banged-up shoulder, and I keep the one, if he's got a banged-up shoulder, he's got a banged-up shoulder. So I, I'm resting him. Uh, yeah. The one other question I had for you guys, because I, I saw it floating around all day today. Did we dodge a bullet with Russell Wilson in that trade? Oh, yeah, we did, dude. Dude, I saw I, I, Adam Hogue. Adam Hogue was uh, talking about it, and he said that he confirmed it. So Hogue confirmed that both Pace and Phillips and John Schneider from Seattle all had already agreed to it. And it was Pete Carroll was the only holdup. And he ended up running at running it back with Russell Wilson for one last season. But the Seattle GM and the Bears GM had that trade in place for the three draft picks and everything else. What a different I, scenario would we would be in right now if we had Russell I, Wilson. Uh, I tweeted out earlier that Russ went from he got demoted from chef to busboy. <laughs> yeah. He's, he ain't cooking anymore, man. He's cleaning up. He's yeah. cleaning up all the dirty tables now. Um, real quick, I just want to jump back to a comment real quick here um, from from Missy. If if you want to come debate me between the Gen Xers and the Gen Zers, we'll we'll fi- we'll find some time on the show because I got this, this I got I got be... I got lots to say. This no, we're gonna have this as a segment. Right yes, and 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 I'll host it, and it'll be you versus Missy. You know, Gen X. Why I don't even know what generation Missy is. She's. But the best part Young, is though. But... but the best part is though is, she's. I got no TikTok for her to go through and criticize me on. So, that's gonna be. I'm gonna take. I'm taking away her whole shtick right there. Yeah, we're gonna have to go. She's gonna go back and find your mihente in MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the mihente days were wild. <laughs> the wild, wild west of the internet. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have Missy on pretty soon so we can do a 
millennials versus Gen Zers, Gen and slash Gen Xers. I dig it. Yeah. All right. You better, um, you better so that, watch so, out, though. Hold on. Just one more thing. You, you better watch out for her, man, because she, she, she did a good number on MSS for sure. So, awesome. Man, you, you, I love that. Dude, to, Billy, yeah. Billy Wires and Missy and everyone. Yeah, everyone they did, they killed, killed it. it. Yeah. Everybody it, killed I, it on the show, yeah. I ended up watching it back the day after, after I got off of work. Uh, I, I slept for a good while, and then I ended up watching that whole three-and-a-half-hour show. Uh, I had the time of my life. It was so goddamn funny. Everyone was had their A game on. It was... Uh, Credit to everyone. So yeah, shout out Missy, you killed it. Yeah. Um, so questions. We were talking about the cold a little earlier. If you guys got offered free tickets for that game on Saturday, would you went? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> and that's another one of my MVBs and what a bums. Cause you know, Jason, we have family tickets. Nobody went. <laughs> no my uncle could not find anyone to go to. I text Johnny in the morning. And I asked him, like, who's going to the game today? And, and we didn't know. So I ended up calling my uncle. And he's like, yeah, man, I couldn't give these tickets away. There's a part of me. I mean, maybe the masochist in me. I kind of wanted to go just to see what it felt. I've been to cold games. We, I've been to snow games. I've been to, like, the low freezing games. But, but fucking Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday morning, it was unbearably cold. Um, no yeah. pun intended. It was bad. Um, so... There's a part of me like, yeah, I probably would have gone if it wasn't Christmas Eve. But, you know, I had family obligations to attend to. But right. uh, I, I like it. I like the crazy games. I like the weather games. I like to brag about being able to handle it, even though I'm kind of a pussy about it. So who knows? So, so I found this, and this brings me up to my next, the next segment here. I found this article um, about cold weather and, like, coldest temperatures in the U.S. since that, that Arctic blast um you know, came over. I just want to see if you guys can would be able to guess some of these correctly. Um, so, Hawaii. What do you think the coldest temperature for Hawaii ever recorded was? Damn. I can't 20, imagine it being 30? below freezing. I, I'm going to guess 34. Johnny? 20. Johnny's closer. Lowest temperature was 12 degrees recorded in Hawaii, which ironically was not in the winter. It was in May. It was in May of where did I see that? Uh, yeah, May of 79. So Hawaii has has never been below zero, but they went 12. Um, That's crazy. I, I thought... I, I guess above freezing because if they went below freezing, I would just imagine the whole country just, I mean, the country, the whole, the whole state just collapses, like, you know, pipes and everything <laughs> just bursts and, and it goes into chaos. Uh, Yeah. So next one here, Alaska. What do you think the coldest temperature in Alaska ever recorded was? Fuck. There's some, I mean, there's negative 20. I was about to say probably like negative. Ne- I would say negative forty-five. Negative eighty. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> well, you got to figure some parts of Alaska are like goddamn like yeah um, way up there. Minus eighty, Prospect Creek, Alaska, which is north of Fairbanks, in January of seventy-one. Damn. Um, all right, I got a couple more questions here for you. My first one is which continental <laughs> U.S. state had the coldest temperature? I'm going to guess like North Dakota. 
You're going to guess uh, North Dakota? I'd say I'm going to go with uh, Minnesota. As like Montana, North Dakota. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you're saying Miami's good, too. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Giants going Minnesota. You're go, where are you going, Peter? South Dakota? I already said North Dakota, so I'll just stick North with that. North Dakota? Uh, Montana. Okay. For the continental yeah. U.S., uh, Montana yeah, was minus 70. Fuck, man. So not that far off from Alaska, but um, – Wyoming and the Dakotas were good guesses. Wyoming minus sixty six, uh, North Dakota minus sixty. Every this is lowest ever recorded. This is making me more sad than Man, talking we, about Chicago sports. About <laughs> so, yeah. here's so here's a question for for you then. For what do you think is the coldest for Illinois? Ah, I should know this at least uh, in the history of the state. Yep. Minus 35. Johnny? I'm going to do a Price is Right. Minus 34. <laughs> you went the wrong way, though. You should have gone yeah, 36. Went the wrong way. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm sorry. 36. <laughs> Too late. Oh, he locked it in. No, no whammies. No, no whammies. I fucked up. Um, it is minus 36. Oh, see what I got. <laughs> that was a good guess. So, Peter, your guess was, your guess was good. Um. That actually happened three years ago, J- January thirty first of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last. Uh, that was the last winter I lived in Justice before we moved in the the new house. Uh, dude, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, so that that they are the Illinois is the most recent state to reach its lowest temperature on record. So, um, I'll do I'll do one more because I think this is kind of funny. What do you think is the um, Lowest temperature Florida's ever reached. They had iguanas falling from the fucking palm trees, so... Yeah, 20 um, Yeah, I would say... Not below freezing. I'd say 10 degrees. 10 degrees? Johnny, what are you saying? I said 20. Minus 2 for Florida. Wow. Minus 2? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any dates on that, but um, yeah, and just some and some interesting stuff too. Arizona one time reached minus forty. Texas one time reached minus twenty three, and New Mexico one time reached minus fifty. It's crazy. So, hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'm not, so I guess I'm it, not, I was going to say I'm not sure how we had Christmas trivia last week. Now we got cold weather trivia. Jason, we talked about it pre-show. I'm not sure how the comments like it. I feel like everyone's got commenting along. We might have trivia every week, at least like, you know, like a five, ten minute segment. I'm having yeah. fun with this. Yeah. So I saw some of those temperatures, especially like down south. And it's funny because if you ever know people who live like in like Georgia, Florida, that area, when that gets like when they get like a little bit of like snow or some freezing rain, that the, the, the whole the whole state shuts down. Like they just don't know how to adapt to it. And it's funny. Julie and I went to North Carolina. We were supposed to go for a Blackhawks game. Um, and. It was right below freezing, but they had a little bit of ice, and the whole city of Charlotte just shut down. Like, they couldn't handle it because they don't have the, you know, salt trucks or anything like that to deal with it. It was crazy. I'm like, this is not too bad, but obviously we're used to it and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, good stuff to know. Um, Tom Scaling's still in Hawaii, Joey P. He takes, like, all the winters off nowadays. Also, I want to say welcome back, Joey P. I feel like you've been missing for like a month. Oh, yeah. Uh, So welcome welcome back. Welcome back, Joe. 
All right. So it was Christmas time. It's over. And we have, we're having a little debate, and we want to get your guys' takes on this as well from the comments in the live audience. And it's what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Because there's a debate over Die Hard and what was the other – you mentioned a couple – you had a couple other ones out there that you – that yeah, you mentioned Rocky, so Rocky Four. I had Goodfellas as well too. Rambo. Um, Rambo. Um, Batman Two. Yeah, Batman Two. There's Iron a bunch Man of three. these. Iron yeah. Man Three. I do consider Iron Man Three a Christmas movie, but that's me. So yeah. So what do you guys? What's your take on this? Why do you, what, what? What do you think makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Johnny, I'll let you go. All right. All right. So I. I've been hearing this whole debate about <clears throat> about Die Hard. I think it's been the longest debated one out of all of them. Um, if it's a Christmas movie, if it isn't a Christmas movie, and I'm going to go with it is a Christmas movie. And I'll tell you why it's a Christmas movie. Because it was on Christmas, and they reference a whole bunch of Christmas stuff on that particular day. Everything was centered around Christmas. Yes, it's not your, your so-called... Um, you know, popcorn movie. I wouldn't say popcorn movie, but you know, your lovey dovey, like, you know, the whole, like at the ending, you, you get the, the happy ending, happy story, whatever like that. Um, you had everything about Christmas in the beginning. They was talking about Christmas at the end of the movie. It would, they had a Christmas song as well, too. It was all centered around Christmas. Yes. You have shootings, you have everything about it that, you know, it's terrorist or whatever you want to call them. But, um, it was it was to me i i it's it's a christmas movie for sure i don't know if you guys saw it no i think die hard is a christmas i consider die hard a christmas movie too Uh, but the people arguing like rocky four rocky four is not a christmas movie it's it's got christmas elements to it you know it's based around christmas but i wouldn't consider rocky four a christmas movie we got yumper in the chat he's an expert he's saying majority of the movie takes place during christmas and then he said fox came out and said it was a christmas movie so we got Yump on our side. So I do think Die Hard is. The rest of them, not really. Even Goodfellas, like, not really. Um, Batman Batman 2, I would consider that a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's. I think that's a Christmas. Yeah, I would consider that a Christmas movie, too. I mean, there's decorations and all that. and But I think for a Christmas movie, I think there has to be some kind of, like, Christmas tree element to it. Or it's got to take place, like, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. There's got to be some type of, like association with the there's gotta be a theme to it you know it just yeah. can't be around i mean you know it's based in december and then all of a sudden it's a christmas movie wait jason yeah. so you are t- you are talking about when you're talking about that because rocky four was on christmas day the fight was on christmas day but the movie wasn't centered around christmas it, it, it just so happened no, i, I think like, it's, it's yeah. one of those weird like gray the like gray area movies because yeah it, you said it takes place on christmas day but there if, unless you see like people like visiting family members and you know opening gifts or doing out there, there no there's no other christmas elements to it i guess yeah. i'm gremlins I'm trying to gremlins is definitely a christmas movie yeah i would i think so too brian has said it too like gremlins phoebe kate's died died in chimney dressed as santa that's about a santa is about as christmas themed as i need so, what do you guys usually watch for Christmas movies? Then, like, do you have like a, a go to list that you that you watch? Oh man! So, 
at a very young age, our, our daughter's five now. So real early on, we were like, we got to get her into Home Alone because Julie loves Home Alone. So did I. So we started watching Home Alone. She is obsessed with Home Alone 2. We might have watched that movie 10 times this holiday season, uh, which I don't mind. You know, people, a lot of people say Home Alone is better than Home Alone 2. They're both very good movies. Um, but I watched it enough this winter that it's like, I got to go back to the normal one. I got to go back to Home Alone. So we watch Home Alone for sure. Um, I like Elf. And then Julie and I both like, <laughs> foe's not in the chat, but I actually like Love Actually. I think it's a good, it's a decent, you know, holiday, uh, you know, romantic comedy, if you will. Um, so Julie and I usually watch that at least once a year. Those are the three that we watch for sure. But Home Alone, both Home Alone for sure. Like you don't, uh, you don't cop down the the knockoff Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone three, four, five, no, six. No, 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 none of those. You just stop. You stop at two, right? You don't. You just stop at two, Peter. That's Home Alone two. Line. That's the last one. The Bird Lady. Um, what about you, John? Do you have any go tos that you that are must watch? Yeah, I mean, for you? I, 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 you know, I, I agree with the Home Home Alone. I mean, that's just a classic. It's a classic Chicago, you know, type of movie as well, too. Um. So that's always a you know a fan favorite of mine. Elf is one too. You know, mm-hmm. I think Elf, uh, you know, has a lot of uh, a good a Christmas following or fan following as well too. Uh, I do like Elf. Um, I'm a stand with Christmas Story, man. I, I I always watch it all the time. I know it's like a marathon that you know lasts forever, but you know anytime it's on, I always I always love it. So, um, so I would say those would probably be my top three. Yeah, I'm Home Alone, Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. I feel like those are. That's another one, dude. Too, yeah. We talked about this last week during the trivia show, and that's a just blatant miss by me. I've never seen it. I've never seen Christmas Vacation, oh, and man, at gotta, this point, you, you I don't like, it. I don't like Chevy Chase at all. So I don't think I'm going to watch it. I said in my family, we like Chevy Caprice or Chevy Impala more than we like Chevy Chase. <laughs> um, yeah, Joey P had a good comment here. Um, Charlie Brown Christmas, that's always a must for me. Yeah, it's that's a good a, It's a, yeah, that's more good, special yeah. than it is. But also... Oh, yeah, Brian S., don't cancel the dickhead that's Chevy Chase. Cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so hate that Apple bought up the, all the Charlie Brown stuff. Yeah, that sucks. We, and this is the first year that they haven't actually put it on television. They made you go to Apple Plus to watch it. Because I think the last, last couple of years they put them, they still put them on PBS for like a week or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those are my go tos. And what was it? Oh, I tried watching uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Hmm. I don't the think other I haven't seen that. Oh my god, it, it's it's bad. I mean, I I get what they were trying to do with it, but pe- people in that movie are just unbearable. And they're you just I don't know how people get away with that. It's just so have I haven't seen see- no, but I, and I was about to say one more because I haven't seen it, but people have mixed reviews on it. I saw some people saying that it was pretty decent. The new Christmas story, like continuation or whatever, that came out. Oh. Christmas story, a Christmas story story. Yeah, I, so I haven't seen it. I probably will see it before like this season ends or whatever. Um, but I heard mixed reviews. But some people were saying it was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis in Christmas the Cranks is unbearable to listen to. She's so annoying. 
Oh, shout out to Sammy Davis Jr. 5000. He texted us yesterday and said, bring up In Bruges because he says that's a non-Christmas Christmas movie. And I said, uh, I will m- mention it. I like that movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. I mean, maybe. And, it is. and speaking of movies, let's do a little plug here. Um, because as we've been mentioning, we mentioned it before on our show a couple weeks ago. Um, February, uh, February 18th at the Wiener Circle. We're going to be live there with the with Yumper and Show folk. Yumper and Show so at the show. At the show. Yeah. So, so you could come and watch us record live at the Wiener Circle. They encourage people to come and see the taping live. Um, you know, we're gonna be like in an aquarium basically, and you could see into the studio. And then afterwards, we'll be doing like a I don't want to say meet and greet, but we're gonna be drinking with friends. At the Burwood Tap, which is right across the fellowship. street. It's a, it's a fellowship. It's a fellowship, if you will. So, yes, February 18th. We can't wait for every, to see everyone. We're going to record. We're going to have some Chicago-themed uh, topics, movie-wise, and probably a little bit of sports. Just a, just a hair of sports. Yeah, and we've been thinking up of a trivia contest for the for the live people in attendance as well, too. So It's going to be a lot of fun. I, yeah, which I blatantly stole from another bar's trivia one night. So I can't take I mean, credit for it. All of our ideas are stolen ideas from other people's shit. That, yeah. the, that's what we do best. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Which we'll show you at the end of the show, another idea that we stole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to continue with all that. <laughs> but yes. Let's call us the Chicago sports thieves from now on. Yep. All right. Um, we're going to do a quick. Oops. Yeah. Oops, that's my phone. Uh, we're going to do a quick little old school power ranking here uh, from our childhoods. And we had this brought up and it was what are our favorite non-chicago athletes growing up so they obviously you're not you can't do your jordans and your pippins and your paytons and like all those guys so who are your go-to guys that you even though they're on our teams that you really enjoyed following and i want to start this off because i know you guys probably have more in-depth list than i had to really crank my brain on this before in the pre-show just as long as it was your brain you were cranking that's fine (sighs) I, dude, I didn't even have the energy to do crank anything today. <laughs> there was just, just everything hurt, man. There was the post holiday blues. Nothing. I, I, yeah. I wish I was. Uh, I had like a masseuse or something to like do my do my whole body and thighs or something because <laughs> everything was. I don't want to get in. This. I don't want to picture this. All right, let's start. We're this gonna lose. We're All dropping right. followers as we speak. Your thigh. Right, um, number five, Mike Tyson. I mean, not the whole domestic. I don't want to get like I didn't free like, cancellation, pre yeah. Robin Givens. Yeah, but um, like just growing up though, like every Tyson fight was must was must see. If Hell you yeah. had you you were if you didn't order it, you were finding someone who was ordering it and had, was having a party or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm regular Robert Kraft over here. Um, so yeah, Mike Tyson number five, number four. I think this is probably on all of our lists, so you guys can. Uh, expound a little further if you want. Ken Griffey Jr. Fuck yeah. Also for the sole purpose that he had the greatest baseball game of all time because I still think Ken Griffey Jr. baseball is the goat of baseball games and no one will ever convince me otherwise. Okay. I, st- I mean, no, I mean there are like MLB the shows it's good, but Ken Griffey Jr. was so much better. Um, number three, the 90s Cowboys. I liked just as a whole. You're taking the yeah, whole thing. I was, I was, a, wow. I was a Cowboys. Okay. Fan. The Bears were on the on the down end after you know getting rid of Ditka and all that, and 
I uh, I like all po- of them. I like Aikman. The post Tom yeah. Waddle years. <laughs> yeah, the post Waddle Waddle years. Uh, yeah, anything Aikman, Smith, Michael Irvin, Dion, Moose. You know, all those guys. I was out. Mike and my my family hated the Cowboys too. So they were winning. I hated was the always. Cowboys. I hated the Cowboys, but I loved Michael Irvin as a kid. So do it that yeah. way. Uh, number two, probably one of the reasons why I had to get the jacket. Larry Johnson. Grandmama. Grandmama. Hell yeah, man. And everyone had the, the Charlotte Hornets pullover yeah, jackets. Yeah, expansion franchise. Yeah, everyone had the pullover starter jackets. And if you didn't have a Hornets one, it, I don't know what you were thinking. But, uh, yeah, Grandmama, Larry Johnson, even Muggsy Bokes to a certain extent. But Larry Johnson was one of my favorite guys. And um, number one, um, definitely he came up on – with me after Jordan retired for the first time, and that's Penny Hardaway. I love Little Penny Hardaway. The like Little I, Penny after commercials. Jordan, after Jordan retired for the first time, I had his jersey, I had his shoes. Like, yeah, it was. I was a big uh, Penny Hardaway guy. So, and as a guy who played base or basketball a lot, that's I always wanted to you know be a point guard like him. So, yeah, that was my that was my five. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a lot. There's going to be a lot of intermixing. Oh, so, Johnny, I'll let you go next. Um, Well, I would say number five would be um, I'm going boxing on this as well, too. And because people kept on saying I look like him back in the day or still do. I don't I don't know. But Oscar De La Hoya, when Oscar De La Hoya was was young, you know, back in the day, he was definitely a, a his fighting skill was just incredible. He beat he beat Chavez, which was obviously the goat of Mexican boxing. Chavez um, was an old man. Yeah, I know, I know, but still, a win's a win. <laughs> um, yeah. And then also too, like I mean, I know he lost this one, but he should have won if he was a lollygagging towards the the last five rounds when he could have been Trinidad. Yeah, yeah, but, that was an awesome fight. But over, but overall, I I thought Oscar De La Hoya was was a really good fighter um, back in the day. Um, number four, Bo Jackson, man. I mean, Bo knows, Bo knows everything, baseball, football. I don't know. Like, you're, you're taking Bo on the Raiders. Cause that's, that's a tricky one. He, you know, you got to take Bo on the Raiders. You can't say him for White Sox. Well, no, no, I mean, he's not. As, I wouldn't consider him. I like, I, I met Bo Jackson at Midway airport, but I wouldn't consider him. A, that's a non-Chicago athlete for sure. Okay. All right. Right. And yeah, I, 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 I'm talking about like when he was on like the Raiders and yeah. and, and uh, the the Royals, um, yeah. and he also had his own show as well too. This was I think pre before he even went into the White Sox. Yeah, um, I just the guy was a freak man, a freak athlete, just built different, um, could run you over. You know, he used to break his bat like on his helmet. I mean, all that stuff was just like man, you felt that this dude was like Superman when he was out there. Um, but yeah, Bo Jackson would be uh, number four for me. Uh, number three, man. Oh no, I can't do it. Three. I'm sorry. Uh, number three is uh, also uh, one that uh, Jason you had was all, uh, Penny Hardaway as well too. Um, I think everybody, for the most part, like when we're talking about expansion teams, like those Charlotte Hornets and and the Magic. I, everybody had those jackets. Either where it's, it's Hornets or I think I had the mm-hmm. Orlando Magic ja- starter jacket when I was coming up, and when Penny came out. Um, you know, same thing, Jersey wearing, uh, number one and all that. And they were real good back. You know, obviously I hated when, you know, they beat the bulls back in 90, was it 95? Um, they had a really good team. So, and Penny already Hardaway obviously was one of those players that, you know, was really, um, do you guys supposed to be real big? Do you guys remember blue chips, the movie? 
with Penny oh yeah, I Jack forgot he was on Blue Chips Nick, as well. And Nick Nolte, Shaq. I love yeah. that movie growing up. I think yeah. probably because they replayed it on HBO like one summer long, straight through. It was on like morning and night on HBO or HBO Two or whatever. I watched Blue Chips for like a whole summer. So uh, yeah, dude, Penny was awesome. Yeah. Um, number two, um, just because I never saw Walter Payton play as a kid, I got the next best thing was Barry Sanders. Fucking Barry Sanders, man. Barry Sanders was a fucking awesome fucking running back. And to this day, I just still, I mean, I got to see Adrian P- Peterson play and all that and whatnot, but Barry Sanders was on a whole different level, whole different level. And yeah. he retired young as well, too. I mean, he yeah, retired when he should have been the one who I would have said would broke Walter Payne's record. Um, not Evan Smith and don't no disrespect to Evan Smith. He had a really good offense line all those years. I'm just saying, I think Barry Sanders should have been that, that guy uh, to break Walter Payne's record, but it is what it is, man. Um, and then number one is Ken Griffey Jr. Man, the guy had the sweetest swing in the world. He his off his defense was fucking awesome as hell. He should have broke the home run uh, single or the the season. Um, how come I can't talk single about season that? home home run record? The, the, yeah, single season home run record. Um, the whole Barry Bonds thing. I mean, I, you know, you always talk about the whole asterisk thing. This guy did it clean. He was in an era where there was. He he was with a bunch of people who took steroids, and this guy did it clean. And it was you know, no fault of his except his his body that he kept on getting injured when he went to Cincinnati. Um, I don't know, maybe it was just a curse in Cincinnati, but uh, overall, just Kangaroo Junior was just a phenomenal player. Yeah. So I've got my list. Uh, we we got a lot of the similar ones. I've got a couple honorable mentions. I didn't put Tiger Woods. David Beckham or Tony Hawk in there because they're like individual more I mean more Tony Hawk individual sports but both Tiger Woods David Beckham Tony Hawk basically shaped how the way I dress and listen to music and a whole bunch of different things especially Tony Hawk in in the 90s Um, my number five was Sean Kemp and Gary Payton I love those Sonics teams uh, I thought you were going to say Sean Kemp because of his 17 children. Well, no, if that's the case, we got to talk Antonio Cromartie, number one, and maybe Philip Rivers, <laughs> number two. But that's a whole different list. Um, I like those I like those Sonics teams. Uh, you know, it was basically alley-oop city between Peyton and Kemp, and, and I just like the way those teams play. Obviously, when they played the Bulls, I didn't give a fuck about them. But um, I like that Seattle team a lot. Number four was Pedro Martinez. And this was a little older. I was already in high school when he was on the Red Sox. But I could watch that guy pitch. Like, it was a science watching that guy pitch and just dominate people. And at the time, it was like the steroids era or post-steroids era. But he was a surgeon on the mound. And to this day, probably my favorite pitcher to watch was Pedro Martinez. So he's my number four. Number three, Johnny, you mentioned already, Barry Sanders, 10 years with the Lions. And it sucks picking someone that was, you know, inner division with us i didn't pick randy moss for that reason because he was awesome on the vikings but i hate the vikings way more than i hate the lions so uh barry sanders is on that list number two Deion sanders growing up dude before like jordan's shoes really kicked off i remember having a pair of neon Deion sanders shoes they were like cross trainers but i wore them for everything i would play football in them i would play basketball in them and i still you know look good feel good play good like he was awesome both more football than baseball but he was he was good at both um and number one ken griffey jr johnny you know me like growing up i wore a backwards seattle mariners hat probably for like 
eight years straight, <laughs> like from when I was like eight years old to like almost in high school. Like I was obsessed with Ken Griffey Jr. Like you said, sweetest swing, you know, just those uh, those catches in the outfield, center field, just robbing people. He had it all. He was a five-tool player. Um, and growing up, he was my favorite. So, yeah, that was my list. Ken Griffey, I mean, by far is number one on my list. I have to – I have to – my dad dropped off a whole bunch of boxes of like my old baseball cards that he had sitting in his attic. I gotta go through those and see if I got some like Griffey rookie cards or something like that. Like I'm sure I, I got a, something. I have laying a, around. I have a tote here that I should probably give or like show my sock summer because he knows. Like I have a bunch of old ass stuff that maybe worth something, maybe not. But yeah, yeah. it's cards, it's action. Fi- Give me one second. Okay, we're gonna do this live on the air. I do. Here. I I do have that. I I remember for one Christmas I got the tops nineteen ninety. Remember they used to come out with those. I think they still do this. The, the box set, and I have the nineteen ninety Ken Griffey Junior. Rookie card. I got. I have yeah, to put nice. all of this on MSS's uh, eBay. Like I got like a shack thing. Like I got a whole tote. Oh, they're all they're all unopened too, huh? The, the starting lineup. This is uh, Bruce Smith, uh, Boomer Esiason. Steve Young. There's a. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff. I'm sure someone. And they're, will and they're buy all this unopened. Bullshit. Yeah, they're wait, all. Are unopened. We, wait, are we doing this? Let me go get my toys. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were literally right here. That's why I got up and got them. Yeah, I have to go. I have. I used to collect everything. I had baseball, football, basketball, basketball cards more than more than baseball. Um, cause I know. I, I know for a fact. I have a. A Shaq rookie card because it was the number one card in the upper deck 92 uh line so i know for a fact i have a Shaq rookie card and i know i have a whole bunch of like jordan like fifteen thousand point club 20 like all these um account like acclimations or i'm losing my train of thought here i want to bring back a comment spag said that uh dennis rodman if you're rooting for dennis rodman on the pistons spags we're gonna have issues because i hated that team i hated rodman before he got to the to the bulls even when he was on san antonio i mean i he was like a pierzynski kind of guy like you hate him when he's against you you love him when when he's on your team but i hated dennis rodman through and through up until he became a bull yeah um Brian, man, that's a that's a hard beat, man. My, l- let's read it for the people listening on the podcast. Um, my brother's roommate stole and sold my baseball card collection so he could buy Coke. Wish I was kidding. Thousands of dollars in cards. Man, that's, <laughs> that's a that's a bad bum of the week. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! But yeah, I have to go through those. Maybe I'll go, maybe I'll pull some out, you know, for the next couple shows and see what it do like the. Be like the Darren Rovell of opening card packs and like he does on his Twitters, which but also much cooler doing it. Also, we should. I, I'm gonna have to write a caveat for Julie. She said Penny Hardaway, Brett Favre, Rocky Blyer, Troy Palomalu, Ben Roethlisberger. For her, it's got to be non Pittsburgh and non Chicago athletes. This is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's keep the show rolling here. Johnny, you have a question for us this week, so fire away. Yes. Uh, we are talking about people who are hungover. Um, so I uh, thought about this question. Yes, obviously Jason's been drinking since forever. Um, what is the best hangover food when you're when you're hurting, when you're going through, 
you know, I, I mean, I can't, you know, I, my head's fucking spinning and all that. Like, what's your go-to food? I have, that, I have that a will couple cure options those blues. Yeah, a couple options. If it's if it's if I'm still out from like early at night, it's it's got to be like taco platter. Like it's got to be like two three a.m. tacos. Like just help absorb the alcohol. But that's I'll, still I'll, drunk I'll, food. That's not hangover. Yeah, yeah, food. that's yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. Then it would it would either be like a thick like skillet for breakfast, like some mm. type of like meat lover skillet or Mexican skillet. That's that was my answer. The yep. Mexican skillet. Or or if it's like during if I there's no brunch option or anything like that, um, I'll just go like McDonald's and get like a quarter pounder. Yeah, you can never go wrong with like a greasy burger, gre- greasy would, breakfast yeah, sandwich. Yeah, I would say that as well too. Um, little Yumper has a great answer, Menudo. I'm yeah, more, I, I if I'm go... hungover, carnitas. Uh, I'll go get a pound of carnitas from Jalisco's on 79th and, and house that down. But yeah, you can't go wrong with Menudo. Uh, pancakes is a great answer. We got a lot of good answers on the toilet. No one better than maybe Spags, just hair of the dog. You know, a spicy-ass Bloody Mary whenever I'm hungover usually does the trick. Um, you know, take two Advil or two Tylenol and then just just keep drinking. Well, speaking of bloodies, we, me and Sarah went out for breakfast this morning, and we tried this new spot. And I don't want to name its name because I don't want to put anyone's reputation on blast here. But um, probably the single-handed worst Bloody Mary I've ever had in my entire life. They oh. actually, and it's, not, it's like they actually have a bar inside their cafe so it's not like they're just pulling shit from the back and you know like making it it literally tasted like she mixed water with like the the juice like cafe like did you get a bloody mary from ikea or like no, costco well, or like, something it's, it's, a, it's a restaurant it's a restaurant but it's you know a bar and grill kind of spot cafe but yeah it it was tasted like water and bloody mary mix it was literally probably the worst yeah. I never, I, I'm never that person that sends a drink back. I sent that shit back. Wow. I, was not, I, I took one sip and I was like, nope. No way, I no. gave Sarah a sip. She said, nope. I said, just give me a mimosa. But because I didn't, I don't, I, I'm, I don't care about money. But it was like at that point, one sip, it was not worth it. Yeah, no. I, you I, know I, what? That I don't think I've ever different... taken anything back. Here and you know what? This actually brings me to a different question now that, that I'm thinking about this. I had a similar situation happen to me uh, a couple weeks ago. I was at this uh, Asian outpost um, place. They got th- their their drinks are, are great. I, I love their drinks and all that, but I never ate at this place before. And I had the uh, Mongolian beef, and they had di- uh, different descriptions. They had a uh, a medium, a spicy, and a very spicy. And I just wanted the medium. You know, I just wanted something, you know, just so I can, you know, try it. You know, I I don't know how Asian food can be very, very spicy. And I didn't want to go that route. So I just said, you know what, let me just get the medium. I tried it. I could not I could not eat it because it was so hot. And I'm not the type of person that likes to go and take something back. I'll just be like, oh, fuck. Well, I'll try to like, you know, try to eat it or whatever. Yeah, I'll try to, you know, bear through it. But I just couldn't. And one of my buddies, he was like, no, just tell him just to take it back and, and whatnot. So he told the, the waitress, he was like, oh, hey, like, you know, he, he couldn't, you know, handle it. That the heat is just too much. And you know what this waitress said? She told me, he's like, well, maybe you should have read the, 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 the description better and know what you can eat 
or what you can handle or i'm sorry what you can handle i'm like are you fucking kidding me like i read the thing i didn't think it was gonna be that fucking half for you to medium like means medium to me yeah i had the medium one i had the most non-spicy one that i could possibly get and it was a it was spicy i can't imagine what fucking very spicy is it'll probably blow my fucking butthole out but it was just the way, it was just her fucking comment that she went over and just told me she was like, you know, oh I would you know if you would have read it, uh, you know, correctly or you know know what you can handle, you know, then you know maybe you wouldn't be in this position. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I'm not gonna never eat at that fucking place again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude. If people don't, for those that don't know, I fucking hate inconveniencing people. I'm a I'm a pussy when it comes to that fuck. Credit to my wife, she's been in the service industry for a long-ass time, and she's dealt, you know, customer service and all that stuff. So she's really good when it comes to, you know, not sending stuff back, but, you know, at least talking to the people and and, and telling them what's wrong and stuff like that. I am an absolute pussy when it comes to that stuff. So hand up. Like, I just yeah, don't deal I, with it. I, I I'd, I'll, I, eat, I'll eat that spicy and, and, and develop ulcers before I take it back. But that's because that's of me. Yeah. I, first time I ever sent a drink back, so... All right, hold on. Now she's calling me a big-time bitch. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's B- the truth. It's the truth. BTB. BTB in the house. All right. Um, so before we bump some people, we have an announcement to make that for a little contest we're going to be doing throughout the entire month of January. And I teased this in the opener when I said we steal everything from everyone. All of our ideas are just pretty much blatant knockoffs. So we mm-hmm. have... A brand new shirt that we are launching January 1st. It's a new bourbon bump shirt. Mm-hmm. And if you buy the shirt, you will automatically get entered to win a bottle of Blanton's. And so if you buy, obviously, if you buy this shirt more than once in different, because it's going to come in four different colors. So if you buy two shirts in different colors, you get two entries in it. But we're going to share the love with some with some Buffalo Trace products. So uh, it's the entire month of January. We'll announce the winner February 1st, and you will get a bottle of Blanton's. And as you can see uh, in the next picture, that yeah, we pretty much just ripped off the Michter's logo, made it bourbon bums. Uh, so, again, yeah, for comparison, that's a Michter's bottle in the and Peter's video right there. But that is our new shirt launching uh, January 1st, and we hope that you guys enjoy it. And good luck. Yeah. It, I mean, it's win-win, right? You buy a shirt, support the bums. And I should mention, all of the proceeds from this shirt are going directly to our Whiskey at Comiskey tailgates. Jason, you have some plans of upgrading your grilling equipment and our basically setup for next year. And so all of that money is going to go straight into the Whiskey at Comiskey fund. And you get entered to win a bottle of Blanton's, a, a rare bottle of, you know, highly sought-after bourbon. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, I saw this really nice outdoor, like, tailgating set that I want to do next year. And if we hit, since we're going to have a lot more people showing up to our tailgates in 2023, we want to make sure we have ample space and tables and stuff for people to put stuff down. So, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to use the funds for this for our Whiskey at Comiskey tailgates next year. And, uh, hope you guys will. Enjoy the shirt and enjoy our tailgates next year. We got some surprises in store for next season. Yeah. So Jan- January first through you know January thirty first. Is that right? Yep. Thirtieth. Yeah. First 31st? through the thirty first. All go. right, Peter. Let's close out the show. Let's bum some people.
God damn it. I'm never ready for this. I, I, I know it's coming, you know but it's I'm never coming. ready for it. Here it goes. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. A bum. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a bum this week. So I can, That's I guess shocking. I, can just, I mean, you I used do, all of I, yours I had, at the 108 show. Yeah, I mean, I, you I just ran all, through. I wasted all of mine. You know, at at one oh at the festivus, so I don't really have many. I guess I could say if I want to do a bum on bum people, it's the elf on the shelf people. Oh, I, Julie I, is right there with you. We refuse to do elf on the shelf. I I hate I hate elf on the shelf. I mean, I get people have to do it for the kids, but it's the stupidest shit. And you know, you see your ki- elf pooping in the sink, and then you you know your kid's gonna want to poop in the sink next time. So don't teach your kids pooping in the sink. Or any my, other bad habits. My daughter asked why we don't have an elf elf on the shelf at our house. And we just said, because you're a good kid. And usually it's bad kids that have the elf on the shelf to keep them right. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, it's stupid. But my MVB is a uh, little yumper. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I burned all my, I burned all my bums last week. But little yumper, you uh, you dropped off a very nice care package at Peter's house today, with some four roses, and a card, and we just want to say thank you for that. So you are my MVB for this week. We appreciate the kind gesture. I feel like we do it every week, and we always, I mean, but we should do it every week. White Sox Twitter is the best, you know. So many friends, so many new, you know, people that we met all of this year, and they're quickly becoming the. Bestes of Menches, if you will. I just watched The Office. Bestes of Mench. Johnny, what do you got? Um, well, I'm going to start off with the bum of the week, which is uh, my uh, Fighting Illini. Ooh. That team is, yeah, that team is definitely, since beating Texas um, at Madison Square Garden, they've gone one and two, losing to, uh, I'm not going to lie, a, a good Penn State team, but they were unranked. And then Missouri, which they got fucking blown out, killed. I've never seen an Illini team get blown out that way against a Missouri team at all, let alone just get blown out like that. And they they just got murdered and murdered it um, last week. So um, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I, I keep on hearing rumblings about players and the coaches kind of not getting on the same page, which obviously looks like what's going on. Uh, they need to regroup, man. They definitely need to fix uh, all this stuff that's been going on before the tourney starts, before Big Ten uh, really kicks in because they're 0-2, and they got Northwestern coming up. And at, at this point, it's a must-win because then you're going to just keep on getting down in the totem pole. So um, my uh, uh, MVP, I got two of them. And just a shout-out real quick. Uh, thank you once again to the 108 guys for having us um, on the Festivus show. Uh, fucking loved it. Everybody else killed it as well too. Um, it, it was just a good time. Good time overall. Um, and I, I was scared. I was really nervous that my internet was gonna go out again. And I was so fucking like my sweating. I was, I was texting Jason as well too. You both of you guys. I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work again. But I had to like switch my, uh, switch places where my computer where I normally sit. So um, it worked. Uh, I had a good time, and I appreciate those guys. Love those guys. So. Um, and another one here, MVP, you're probably going to be like, what the fuck are you doing here? But it's Mariah Carey, man. And I'm going to say this because she is fucking banking on this 
fucking song. I didn't know how much she was making <laughs> per year off of this damn damn song that everybody hates or loves, whatever how it's you want to go at. But I she still like makes, it. Yeah, she makes annually two point five million dollars off this song. <laughs> for the last like what, twenty years? Yeah, for the last twenty years. Fifteen minutes to write it and she makes two and a half mil. She gets nice. that every single year and I, I, somebody put I was looking at a video like I think for the past like I think maybe five years she's made 17 and a half million dollars from concerts just from this this song obviously from other songs but just from this song alone during Christmas time she does all these shows and whatnot and she's yeah. been over those years been making 17 and a half million people for people who don't fucking like the song or whatever I either hate it or like it or whatever regardless of what it is Man, she's fucking ki- <laughs> she's killing it, and it for plays just for literally like song. almost a, just like a month. It's like yeah, it's month a month and a half. It plays, and she makes that much money. It's, it's a lot of it's, plays. It's it's the goddamn national anthem from Thanksgiving to Christmas. You know, it's just it replaces the national anthem, and Mariah Carey is the one. In oh charge. yeah, I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, I actually had the, the number here. Yeah, it was like close to eighty million dollars that she's been making off of this this song, just this song. Awesome. Think about her other accolades and, and all, all her other songs. This song alone has made her $80 million. I like oh. that song with Old Dirty Bastard. Shout out to Mariah Carey for making a song with Old Dirty Bastard. That, was a, that is a good song with her. Yeah, yeah. Mariah, you're on fire. There you go. All right, Peter. I heard, I, Apparently you have like an hour's worth of bums and MVBs. So. I have a good amount of MVBs and a good amount of bums. I was not on the Festivus show, so my time was truncated. Um, so I'll start with my MVBs first. We talked about the 108 show. We talked about the Festivus. My first MVB is Johnny because you stood up for me and talked about my athletic prowess early in my days, you know, maybe high school and college and going on. But you said, maybe I still have that leg in me. So I ordered on Amazon, I ordered a kicking tee and I'm ordering a football. I'm ordering freaking soccer cleats for the first time in 10 years. We're going to get this done. Cherizi and Beef Loaf and um, Isaac Summer has been asking for it. They want to see me kick a field goal. It's going to happen. It's probably going to happen sometime in the spring. One, I need to well, strengthen my the leg. <laughs> I want to kick in the snow, but I also, I'm going to start work. I've been working out more running and cardio for the one-way weight loss, but I'm going to start strengthening this leg too because I've been talking a lot of shit and I haven't kicked the ball in a better part of a decade. So maybe by February, I mean by uh, March or April, I'll get it ready. We're going to kick this field goal. We said 30 yards. I'm going to make a 30-yard field goal first try. I don't even have to warm up. So that's going to happen. Oh, man. But I appreciate you, Johnny, because you stood up for me. You said, oh, yeah, he used to be an athlete. Keyword, used to be. (laughs) My second MVP, uh, my wife, for building whatever my goddamn (laughs) – my daughter (laughs) – asked for for christmas julie stayed up to like three in the morning building a barbie's playhouse mansion that is literally bigger than our first apartment it's crazy how nice this thing is and she stayed up to like three in the morning you know when you're a kid you don't realize you know you think of santa's magic and, and all this stuff you don't realize it's your parents busting their ass to to do all this stuff for you so credit to all the moms and dads out there doing all the hard work christmas eve and christmas day to build all these things because it's a mission so mvb julie and then my last one 
um, Roxy, Shy Roxy, Aaron, 6-3 Whiskey, and anyone that went to that Bears game this Saturday. There was no reason for you to be at Soldier Field. I said I would like to go because I like to test, like, you know, how cold it is and stuff like that. But realistically, the Bears are well out of it. it we knew it was going to be a blowout. They held their own for the first half. They, you know, they were leading in the first half. But there was no reason to be at that game with, like, the wind chills and the weather and stuff like that. So anybody that sat through that miserable game, even if it's one half or, you know, if you stayed at the end, God bless you. Anyone at that game... You're my MVP because it's been miserable. It was miserable those last three days. Um, so, yeah. My bums of the week. My first one was going to be Tua because I watched a whole goddamn lot of football this week. And I keep going back and I'm like, I'm not sure if Tua's the future or not. But then it came out today that he played through another concussion. So this is his third one this season. First two being severe. So my bum of the week is definitely not Tua. It's the Miami Dolphins. Dude, they're cutting this kid's career short. It's criminal what they're doing to this. Like, we saw him getting basically carried out on a stretcher. And the fact that maybe they didn't detect it and he played through this last concussion and they, it didn't get announced till today, something scary could happen. You know, yeah. we know, we've seen the story of, like, especially like we're wrestling fans daniel bryan the the more the more concussions you get the more susceptible you are to them at this point you got to shut them down for the year like for his his for his case so i don't know if it's mike mcdaniel the training staff the doctors the gm whoever is in charge or whoever's responsible has to do right by this kid because at this point it's not even about like is two of the future now like you got to look out for his health so my the miami dolphins are my first bum of the week the second one, Southwest Airlines. Holy shit. Have you seen what's going on this, like, at Midway, basically? cancellations. 67% cancellations. Right before we went on this podcast, it said 90% of cancellations at Midway. And people can't get rebooked till Friday. It's a shit show. We've talked about it on this podcast before that, like, just airlines just keep getting worse and worse year after year. Like, there's no accountability. Well, there's like, no, there's pilot shortage, man. No the one wants pilot, to be a pilot shortage. Anymore. There's there, nobody wants to be a pilot. Nobody wants to be, you know, like all of it. There, there's shortages throughout the board, and rightfully so. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if I would do with the, like the hours and stuff like that, but it's bad. So, I like South. I know you're a Southwest guy too, Jason. We're, we've, I, we're, I like Southwest. Or I like Midway too. I'm always been a Midway guy. Bums, bums of the week for sure. And then my last one, again, I, I wasn't there to defend myself. Summer of George make fun of me. I don't know if you guys watched the rest of the 108 podcast, but Summer of George said that this is like just a bunch of riffraff and junk and stuff like that. I got bad news for Summer of George. As soon as this thing comes up, another bookshelf is coming on. And I'm going to basically blanket myself with bourbon, which, by the way, blanking, blanket myself with bourbon sounds great, right? Like, I, I'll take that any day. So I'm putting up another bookshelf. Go fuck yourself, Summer of George. I'm going to have this place looking like a fucking... It's a bunch of chucherias, if you will. Uh, all right. That's our show, guys. Um, thanks for... We powered through this. We made it. I'm going to go sleep now. But this is my flu game. Uh, but I want to say, everyone, thank you. Because we'll be back in 2023. Mm -hmm. So... No days off. Every, yeah. 
we want to thank everyone for listening to the Bumcast in 2022, becoming our friends, following us on Twitter, buying some merch. We want to say have a great and happy weekend and be safe. Don't drink too much bourbon or malort. Wait, one thing I want to add before we, we uh, hit the A over here. Um, this Friday, I'm going to be on the uh, It's Getting Drafty yes. here pod um with uh, brian s and the uh the sugar baggy uh talking about movie soundtracks are are we're going to be drafting uh movie soundtracks and whatnot and everything that you could think of so i'm really looking forward to that and really excited about uh getting on that podcast and obviously you guys have been on that as well too so um definitely check it out on friday should be a good time I'm yes. going to be in the comments harassing you guys because I have a list of soundtracks too. Johnny, I know we listen to the same, we've watched the same movies, grown up together and stuff like that. I have a list of soundtracks that if they're not mentioned, I'm going to bum of the week you next week. So yes, everyone go check out this afraid. Friday, Brian S, Johnny, and who was it? The Sugar Daddy? No, uh, the Sugar Baggy. The Sugar Baggy. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Guys, have a great New Year's Eve. Be safe. We'll see you in 2023. Happy New Year.